0: I wanted to just finish, not really finish, but just continue where we were last week. I started talking about plans, purposes, and pursuits. Plans, purposes, and pursuits. Thank you, Brother Andre. We all just thank our praise team and and singers this morning. And we've got new ones and additional ones that are in training and development that are coming on our team. I'm excited as we just continue to grow here in Columbia. To tell you the truth, all of our churches are growing. Florence is growing. Georgetown is growing. And we uh, you probably saw in your bulletin, our new church in Sumter is doing well. Um, we started that online with the endeavor to move into a building. So as the pandemic begins to, of course, release, and we're, we're all watching to see where that goes. But we'll, we're, uh, we've already been in negotiation with buildings over in Sumter, and we'll continue to develop that. But if you'll turn to Psalms 127, we'll start there and then... See where we go today and how much time I have to to dive a little bit further into this but psalms 127 one We looked at this last week and it says unless the lord builds the house They labor in vain who build it and we talked last week I encourage you to go watch the youtube video or catch the podcast, but we talked about how the plan of god is the best plan That we all have plans. We have thoughts we have we, we come up with plans we, we devise our own plans But I don't just want my plan. Now sometimes the plan that God gives me ends up being His plan. Does that make sense? But I always want to ask Him. You know that song that we sang, the second song that was talking about writing God's word on the tablet of His heart, that comes out of Proverbs 3, and one of the things that Proverbs 3 says is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Will y'all just say that with me? This is a long verse to quote, but I'm gonna break it up for you so we can all say it together. Will y'all do that with me? Say, in all of your ways, actually point to yourself, say, in all of my ways, I will acknowledge him. Let's go from the top. Say, trust in the Lord in all my ways and lean not on my own understanding. In all all my ways, in all of my ways, in all of my ways, I will acknowledge him, and he will direct my path. That's what his word says. So you have a path, which is what we talked about last week. You have a plan. There is a plan that God has for you. And last week we talked about that plan a little bit, and I'm going to go further today, but we also talked last week about the purpose of that plan. That sometimes you can have the right plan with the wrong purpose. Sometimes you can get God's plan, but then you go in a selfish pursuit of that plan, which is why we talked about plans, purposes, and pursuits, that our purpose has to be right. I want God's plan, but as I get God's plan, I've got to make sure that my purpose is for his kingdom, that whatever you do, if you, I said last week, I was talking about ditch diggers. You have to hear the message. If you're, if you're a ditch digger, you'd be the best ditch digger you can be. You'd be the best you can be. Make it unto God. Do it as unto God is what the Bible says, and then pursue it. Make sure that you're pursuing that. If you don't have God's plan, pursue God's plan. Pursue God's plan. Ask him, what is your plan for me? What is your plan for me? What is the next step for me? You know, don't be frustrated with where you are. Don't be frustrated with where you are. Let where you are be the catapult for where you're going. That that was better than you reacted. Let where you are be the catapult for where you're going. Because God is taking you somewhere. God is taking you, he's leading you, he's guiding you, he has a plan for you, he has a word for you, he has a purpose for you. You are not alone, you are not some random robot on this earth just waiting to die. Don't believe that lie. You have a purpose on this earth and a purpose in the the life to come after this. Our purpose after this when we go to heaven will be to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords. Until the end of time which is never forever and ever and ever you'll do it You know, that's why I like I like the way we praise here. You know y'all see me over here I just I don't even pay attention to y'all I just jump every once in a while I knock over some chairs and stuff y'all don't mind me I'm, just gonna praise i'll be just as loud in heaven one day And there'll be a bunch of people like me. So feel free to jump in but you know When we when we get to heaven, that'll be our plan but here on earth you have a plan you have a plan you have A plan. So, Psalms 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house. Whatever you're building, whatever life you're building, make sure God is building it. Make sure God is building it. Well, how do you let God build your life? You listen, you listen, make time to listen, and then you pursue that plan with the right purpose. Okay? So, today I want to talk to you about the callings of God. Because God calls... Each and every one of us, you have a call in your life. And I'm going to tell you a story that many of us are familiar, and we're going to look at some of the verses from, from the book of Jonah. But before we do that, Romans 11:29 29 says this, for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. The gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. When God calls you to do something, right, his plan is that plan. Now, if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what that is, if you don't know, you just, you know, sometimes you have to wait on God. We talked about that a little bit last week, right? Sometimes you have to wait on the answer. Now, I believe that God speaks all the time, but every once in a while, you have to wait until you get the clarity. Sometimes I might know a little bit of the detail. Like right now, I know that it, the time is near for us to get a building. I know that. I know that in the spirit, but I don't know which building. I don't know which building yet. And so as we go and we look at buildings and we drive around, every week we drive around. We look at buildings. We talk to people. I've tried to get connected with every pastor, every building owner, every, not real estate agents, but people like that. Because I want to, the bu- the, when the building comes, I want them to call me. Right? I want them to call me. But, but here's the thing. It doesn't just deal with me. They've got to listen to God. Or if they're not Christians, God's got to deal with them, their heart and have them open. A, does that make sense? God's, it, God gave us free will. He gave us free will. And so the plan that God has for our church, I'm just going to use our church as an example this morning. And you guys can just apply it to your own life. The plan does not change just because someone else may or may not fall in line with the agreement we need for a building. We're believing for a certain size square footage for a certain size number of rooms We've got things that we've put on paper that we're believing for we want to be in the northeast area So we've kind of outlined that we've got stipulations things that we're believing for god We've prayed about them and then we put them on paper The bible says write down the vision and make it plain so that those that run with it don't run in vain Right, you've got to write the vision down and make it plain So we started there now we're waiting but waiting, I want to clarify this. Waiting does not mean doing nothing. Have you ever sat in a waiting room in a doctor's office? Right? If y'all are like me, you get impatient after a few minutes. You start, you know, playing, you know, some game on your phone or perusing through face. You're doing something in the waiting room. Every once in a while, I know y'all do this, don't lie. You walk up to the window and you just make sure your name's still on the list. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm still, am I next? Okay, all right, thank you, thank you. Right, y'all do it. Come on, I'm not the only one. You walk up, you check it, make sure they didn't forget about you. When you're waiting, you're doing something. I want to encourage you to do something. Continue to pray. Continue to see God and put feet to your faith. Like I said, I'm going to use our church as an example. I'm not just waiting on some building to fall on this building, all of a sudden, it's going to fall out the sky. No, no, it's, it's out there somewhere. God's working on it, and I'm going to step into his plan. I'm going to step into his plan. We've got to do that in our lives. We've got to wait for God to, move, to to move things and shift things and speak to our spirit and speak to someone else. And all of a sudden, that door opens. All of a sudden, that application that sat on somebody's desk that got dusty, ended up crumpled up and maybe in the trash can. All of a sudden, they pick it up and go... I'm going to give this person a call. And you get a job that they told you you'd never get, that didn't exist. They open a door for you. This stuff happens all the time, and it should be happening to us as believers. I say this all the time. If somebody's going to get blessed, it better be a believer. It should be a believer, right? I mean, if somebody's going to, um, somebody told me the other day they, they won a a, a a prize thing, like, you know, you all kind of put in some money and they won a prize. I said, well, bless God, if somebody's going to win it, might as well be a, Might as well be a faith-believing Christian. Amen? Jonah did this. Jonah had this happen to him. Because sometimes we make the mistake. Sometimes God calls us. He tells us to do something. He gives us a plan, and we make the mistake. We make the mistake. So Jonah, if you look at Jonah, there's four chapters. If you look at the first chapter, verses 1 and 2, it starts right off the bat with what God called Jonah to do. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai saying arise go to Nineveh that great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me That's the word of the Lord. That was the direction to Jonah. That was what he was supposed to do That was the direction. He was a prophet. He knew what to do He knew what had come and yet the very next verses talk about him running He ran from God. He disobeyed God. He ran he paid a ferry for a boat He got in the boat and he went in the opposite direction He went away from where he was supposed to go. He made the mistake. Now, if you go down to verse um, uh, verse 12, everybody on the boat is freaking out because there's a storm that came, and they're losing it. Jonah's down in the bottom asleep, and they go and talk to him, and Jonah says, pick me up and throw me into the sea, then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest, this great storm is because of me. Jonah knew it was his fault. I want to encourage you this morning. I've got to kind of shorten up my sermon today, but I want to encourage you that as you're going through and seeking out God's plan, there are going to be times where you miss it. There are going to be times where you've blown it, where you, you messed it up, you went the opposite way, you, you dated somebody you shouldn't have, or whatever it may be, you, you went, you accepted a position that you knew you shouldn't have accepted, you got ahead of God, you got out above it, whatever it may be. But I want you to take this story and recognize and realize what Jonah did and apply it to your life. Because I read that verse from the New Testament in Romans. What does it say? That God's callings are irrevocable. He does not change. If he called you, he called you. And so Jonah gets thrown out of the boat. We know the story. God causes the whale to come up and eat him. Even in his disobedience, God provided a way for him to... See, see some people make this about, oh, Jonah, that was his punishment. Well, yes, he messed up, and yes, there was a repercussion. He didn't have to live in the belly of a fish if he would have just gone straight to Nineveh. But what happened to the fish? Jonah prayed. He asked for forgiveness. He repented. See, when you you do get off of the plan, the first key is recognizing it, and the second thing is is repenting. You know what repentance is? It's turning full circle and saying, okay, God, I'm going to go back to where I missed it. Just go back to where you missed it. Go back to the point at which you missed it and say, God, here's where I went wrong. I want to make it right. I want to make it right. And so he, he does that. He gets back. The fish spits him up on dry land. Now he's on dry land. And check this out. This is what I want to tell you today. Verse, chapter 3, verse 1. So two chapters ago, we read verses 1 and 2. And now we read almost the same exact thing. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. He would already told him the message, so now he's just reiterating it. God didn't change his... Just because Jonah messed it up, just because Jonah got off path, just because Jonah went the opposite direction, God's calling didn't change. He came back and told Jonah the same thing. Arise, go to Nineveh. Arise, Go to Nineveh. I think some of us have, have missed it or we've gone off path and we think that God forgot about us. He has not forgotten about you. He has not missed a beat. He has not missed one thing. He is neither have you. If If you continue in the belly of the fish, God will let you stay there. He gave us free will. He gave Jonah, check this out. He gave Jonah the free will to go to Nineveh or not. He told him to, but he went to some other city or was trying to get there. He never made it. You know, we've got to come back to and realize and recognize the the prodigal son. Such a great story. Jesus told the story of the prodigal son. You know what happened to the prodigal son? The Bible says he came to himself. He was lying in pig slop. Lying and, I mean, eating. He could not afford any food. He was eating The same stuff that pigs eat, which I bet pigs eat better today than they did back then. He's eating a mess. And the Bible says he came to himself. He realized, he looked inwardly. He turned his eyes on himself and said, this was my mistake. This was my doing. And he went back home. Here's the best part. It's the same thing for Jonah. He went back home and his father ran out. Now this is an example. The prodigal son story that Jesus told is an example of how Jesus responds to us. And the father ran out of the house, ran down and met him out in the yard and embraced him. I mean, pig slop and all. Nastiness, no shower, stinking son, embraced him, hugged him and threw a party for him. Cleaned him up, fixed him up and fed him. He didn't do that. When he was out in the pig slop, when he was out in the world, when he was out, he did that when the sun came back home. He did that when the sun came back home. See, the plan that God has for you, you've got to walk out the plan. You've got to walk out the plan. You've got to step, step in the plan. That's why I'm encouraging you that as you're waiting on God, you're not waiting, standing still. Now, I want to clarify that. That does not mean that you're making bad decisions, that you're just going off and doing whatever. But you're, you're, you're exercising your faith. Does that make sense? You're in the waiting room until you're not in the waiting room, until God says, okay, here's the next step. But you're exercising your faith in the waiting room. You're, 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 you're still, you know, you don't stop going to church. You don't stop praying. You don't stop believing. You don't stop praising God while you're in the waiting room. You move. You move. You, move, you, 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 you continue to, God, I know this is your plan. I'm waiting on the next step in the plan. I'm waiting on the next step in the plan. I'm waiting on the next thing in the plan. Show me what's next. And in the middle of it, I'm going to just praise you. I'm going to dance my little heart out. I'm going to praise my little heart out. I'm going to just continue to worship God. Because just because the the plan that God promised me hasn't come today doesn't mean it's not coming. It's coming. Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's coming. Tell them it's coming. It's coming. The promises of God are yes and amen. That's what the Bible says. The promises of God are yes and amen. His promises are coming. Yes, there's a part that we play. There's a part that we have to do. But when we stay, when we put ourselves in position for God to show us, he'll show us. When we put ourselves in position for God to produce, he produces. It, it, you know, it require, we are required to do our part. This is not always popular to preach. It's a lot more popular just to preach the happy part. God'll bless you. God's blessings are coming and all, and that's true. But there's a part that we play. And every once in a while you've got to remind, listen, hey, sometimes I preach to myself too. This is not, this is not something that I've perfected, but I work on it. I'm working on it like everything else. You've got to walk and step in God's plan. Walk and step in God's plan. God has a plan for you, God has a desire for you. God has a hope for you. You know what? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I don't know if I have that even in my notes, but it's on my heart. Will you guys just turn there with me? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I don't know if you're able to pull that up, Chase, and put it on the screen. But it says, "For I know the plans that I have for you," declares the Lord. "For I know the plans that I have for you," declares the Lord. "Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. There is a hope for you. There's a future." There's there's there is a plan that God has for you. That God wants for you. That God has put in place for you. And I want to encourage you this morning. I want to just I hope you hear me this morning that when you just when you trust in God, trust in the Lord with all your heart Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Sometimes our heart gets a little off. We get the wrong wrong purpose or we get the wrong pursuit. Sometimes we get a little off base. Bring your heart back and say, I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart. I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart. I'm not leaning on my own, own understanding. Yes, I have understanding, but I'm not leaning on it. I'm not leaning on it. I'm acknowledging God. I said this last week. This is so good. There's moments where before I step, I say, God, I'm acknowledging you. God, I'm acknowledging you. Show me, is this where I'm supposed to go? Is this the right plan? Is this the next step for me? Is this what you want? Is this the right person for me to date? Is this the right job for me to take? Is this the right, right, is this the right time to do this? Is this the right time to do that? Is this where I should be? And you acknowledge him in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. See, you've got your own ways. God knows that. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Take some time and acknowledge Him. Take some time and pause. We rush so much. We move so much. We we, we run so much. And then all of a sudden we go, God, will you fix it? God, will you fix it? I messed up again. What if we just waited before we rushed and said, God, before I do that, I want to know is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? take some time. You know what? I believe that this, this whole Sunday, this whole service was ordained just for the people that are in here. I believe that because this message, as I'm thinking about what God did earlier, he showed us the example of how he speaks, right? Because I gave you moments to listen on the inside. Then he spoke through and I, I, I gave a word. It's called a word of wisdom. As I gave that, right now that, that I encourage you, listen, just because I spoke, you should always check your spirit. It should line up with, Ms. Car- I mean, and, and, now, and, and she, she said, hey, I've received that now. But she's got to make sure that the Bible, let me, say, let me tell you a verse to make sure this makes sense. The Bible says prophecy is subject to the prophet, which means it's subject to me if I'm prophesying. So in that case, you've got to make sure that it lines up with your spirit. What's my point? You're going to know God is leading you In here. In here. Don't look, on, don't look on the outside. Yeah, doors open, but it might be the devil opening a door. It might just be a door that just opened. Just because a door opens, you don't just walk in every door. You don't know what's on the other side of that door. But let me tell you something, God does. He knows what's on the side of every door. He knows what's on the other side of the door that the devil opens. He knows what's on the other side of the doors that the world opens. And of course, he knows what's on the other side of the doors that he opens. I want to go through his door. I want to go through His door. I want to go through His opening. I want to be in His plan. I want to be in. His, I want to pursue His purposes. And I want to be on track for God. Do you all believe that this morning? Do you all receive that? Amen. Well, praise God. I still haven't gotten to everything I wanted to get to. But maybe next week we'll pick up even more. Maybe on Wednesday night. Bless God. Will you all just give God some praise? Just give God some praise. If you'll stand up on your feet before I dismiss. Uh-oh. There you go. We can bring that music up in just a second. If you'll stand up on your feet, though, real quick. Just before we leave, I want to do this. I always like to provide an opportunity for someone to make things right. We have plenty of people who are watching online with us that are continuing to, you know, worship from a distance right now. And so for those that are at home or those that might watch this later, and for those of you in this room, I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you're a person who's never known Jesus and you want that relationship with him. Or maybe you're somebody who has known Jesus, but you've gone astray. You're like the prodigal son, and you need to make things right. You need to come back home. I want to tell you today that if you're either one of those two people, that God's arms are open, that he wants a relationship with you. He wants to be involved in your life. He does have a plan and a purpose for you, and I want to show you. The first step of that is by saying a simple prayer and asking God to come into your heart, by asking Jesus to be the Lord of your life. So with every head bowed, we're going to do that right now. If you'll bow your head, if you'll close your eyes. If you are one of those two types of people, I'd like to know so that I can be a part of that with you and pray with you and provide material for you. If you're one of those two types of people, you can let me know. And I'll give you a chance to do that in a second. But first, let's pray. If everybody will pray this with me, say it out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Today, I thank you for your Son, Jesus. And I believe that he came to this earth as a baby. He lived as a man, a perfect life, but died on the cross for me. He was buried in a grave, but he rose on the third day. He's alive today, seated in heaven with you forever and ever. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I make him number one in my life. I open the door of my heart, and I ask you to come in. I thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins and cleansing me of all of my unrighteousness. I thank you. And today, I make you number one in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Will you just give a hand clap of praise for anybody who made that decision today?